Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. Hello there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beer Review Journal, a beer podcast for the discerning and bibist. I am your friendly neighborhood bartender, McKenneth Blue. And I am everybody's favorite secret shopper. My name is Matt Knotts. Matt Knotts. How the hell are you this evening? Oh, I I think I'm having an episode today. I am uh, I am all over the place. So let's see. What all happened? I feel like today was like the third act of Goodfellas for me. Oh, when everything's really good for all the fellas. Yeah. So the day started. It was work, work was whatever. And then you texted me and said, hey, we're recording tonight. And I went. Hey, we're recording tonight. <laughs> we sure are. Yeah. We should probably pick some beers for this episode, huh? What what beers are we doing? And I was like, ah, what? <laughs> yeah. We, we should probably pick some beers and then also purchase those beers. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we bandied about a couple ideas and then I went to the store and, uh, I apparently shut those had t- all down. I apparently had taken my dose of fuck it all today and uh, just grabbed whatever the fuck I pleased. So but I have to say what, what what we ended up with, I think it's going to make, make for a good show. I hope so. So we're going to call this one dealer's choice or, or the return of wonder boy. Ooh, foreshadowing. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Poss- possibly. Possibly. What could possibly go wrong? Possibly go wrong. It's the first thing that's ever gone wrong. So, uh, I, I guess we can, we can tease the tip of, uh, what we're doing later. We, we, we already did. We already teased the tip. We're, yeah. we're just edging closer and closer to, to satisfying everybody. And uh, you can bail me out of this anytime. We got horny McKenneth back with us tonight. <laughs> Keeping it horny on the BRJ where the R is always optional. <laughs> Jesus. This is the dumbest fucking show. Oh, uh. I fucking love it. It's so good. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's the, the return of Wonder Boy um, to celebrate Sweetwater's re-entry into the market or entry into the market. Probably not re. Uh, they might have been here before. Who knows? Um, yeah, but they burned up. It was yeah. a heat shield thing. A heat tile. I see what you did there. Sweetwater burned up. Gotcha. Um, we, we've got a... Uh, a recommendation from Wonder Boy, another Sweetwater beer he's per, uh, partial to. But first, Jack's Abbey. We're going back to the Jack's Abbey well. We are. Uh, it, we enjoyed it the last time. Did Wait, did we actually do <laughs> that on the show? The Jack's Abbey? I thought we did. Uh, I don't know. 
I know this you may... gave me uh like or you told me to do, like get the regular regular ass lager. Yeah. No, I didn't we do the yeah, we did the the hop pack last year, remember? Yes, yes, we did the the hoppy uh hoppy brows Citra Galaxy and Nelson. Correct Mundo. Um, yes. Uh one of those I enjoyed quite a lot. One of them contributed to a headache and one of them was just too weird for me. What we have learned and James, I'm sorry to say this, but what we have learned is that McKenneth has a sensitivity to galaxy hops. Yeah, it gives me a uh, splitting, uh, world-shattering, uh, stomach-emptying migraine the next day. Um, so I'm going to have to be careful with that. I was questioning, because usually it just came right after doing the show. So I wasn't sure if it was the sensitivity to the hop or the show. So you did have an independent trial the one night. It's it's talking it's talking to you for an hour. And a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's let's okay. So we've got uh, Jack Savvy post shift Pilsner. <coughs> oh, I guess I'm. Uh, Bring it up again. We'll take a vote on it. Legalize it. <clears throat> no, not actually. I'm not actually doing that. Matt, yeah, you're don't... seeing me on the camera. I am not actually doing that. Yeah, no, no. Um, post shift Pilsner. Uh, from Jack's Abbey. Yes. Um, we're on a bit of a Pilsner kick lately. Pilsners and, and uh, Pilsners and lagers. So I'm pouring this one. When you hear the sound like a foamy piss, it means McKenneth is pouring the beer on the show. And here comes everybody's favorite, the can copy. There will be no working during drinking hours. Brewed with Bavarian malt and hops, this everyday Pilsner is bright, crisp, and refreshing. We think it's the perfect way to end the workday. Clock out, post up, and enjoy. Uh, okay, so let's let's try this beer. Ooh. I do enjoy that. That's very good. That's very refreshing. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Like, and that's coming from the guy who's like, please give me all the IPAs, uh, Pilsners and lagers. Not, not so much. This whole oh, wowzers. Yeah, this is, I, we have our first contender for summer beer of the year. Yeah, no, this is very good. It's got a nice, uh, bitter finish. Um, I'm kind of picking up a little bit of that, uh, popcorn kernel that I got off of the, um, uh, uh, strange bird. Whose name escapes me? Um, the Petit Colos. That's the one. Thank you. Yes, the table beer. Um, yeah. Mm. And I don't know if that's that's part of the the pilsnering pro or the the lagering process. I'm not sure if that was lagered the the Petit Colos. I'll have to look. I think it's just an ale. I shouldn't say just. Yeah. It's an ale. Um, it's just an ale. Whatever. There's okay. So we did. Um, Labatt Blue last last episode, which was also a Pilsner. And I feel like we did another Pilsner recently. And most well, of the ones that we've done on this show have been, you know, macro stuff um, without a lot of uh, a lot of there there. Uh, not a lot of flavor. This thing is flavor for days. We've done three in the last two shows. Because Coors Light would also be a, a Pilsner. Mm. Labatt Blue is a Pilsner. Molson Canadian, also a Pilsner. The reason I picked this... If we want to uh, get into some some navel gazing, some lint picking, is that we were talking about this, and I was like, all I want this week is beer flavored beer. 
that's really what I'm looking for is just right. simple, good tasting beer, which is sad that after three beers, I'm like, can we, can we get a beer that we enjoy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you nailed it, man. This one's really fucking good. So yeah, I'm very, very happy with the selection. This is, uh, now, now is this one they sell in sixers or is this a four pack deal? This was four. Um, okay. I do believe you can get a 12 pack of 12 ounce cans. Uh, similar to what you can do with the Jack's Abbey house lager. Gotcha. Yeah, because I, I feel like I when I bought the house lager, I bought it in a six pack of pint cans. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, um, but it, it was it was odd because it didn't have the uh, well, I mean, it was a six pack. So it had like the plastic rings instead of the uh, the four pack clip on thing. The little poppy but, jobber. Yeah, that I'm so used to seeing now. So when I see the plastic rings on beer now, I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> You're going to make me cut something so I don't choke ducks? Is that how you do that anymore? Yeah. Just to feel things? Yes. <laughs> uh, you want my bread, do you? <laughs> see how you like this? Yeah, I could see taking this to a, a cookout now that we're in the you know, post-vaccination era. Now that we're, uh, we're fauchied up, we're, we're in the clear. Um, yeah, no, this, yeah. Oh my goodness. What, what, what is this one? I'm so excited because it's a, you know, a low ABV, low ABV beer that I actually like. Like what's this go for? Listen to the joy in his voice for an enjoyable beer. Yeah. Compare it to the last two episodes. <laughs> Listen, I enjoyed the Molson. Yeah. Okay. The Labatt was whatever. The The Coors Light was wretched. The Stone Cold beer was real good. Stone Cold beer was great. That was our yeah. last good beer. Yep. And it was a month ago. I, I will I will run down those other three all day long. Yeah. But that the Stone Cold was nothing to sneeze at. That was very, very good. It was very um, good. <clears throat> so the nice thing about Post Shift Pilsner uh, is that you can get it pretty much every grocery store. I got this at AJ's, but you don't have to make a special trip. You can get this at Wegmans pretty easily. Um, and I want to say at AJ's, it was what, 1099, a four pack hot diggity. Damn. That's that's a, that. What a savings. So this is, this is my argument for a, a good craft Pilsner. You're not spending $20 a four pack unless you're getting real fancy with it. If you're getting like a drowned lands or like a, a folks beer or something like that, you could pay $20, but you don't have to, you right. know, we did uh threes Vleet way back. If you check the back episodes, you can find that. I want to say that's like even 1299, a four pack. So they're not super expensive. They're not, I mean, they're not super popular styles as yet. I, I don't want to call myself a, a, a tastemaker because that would be ignorant and <laughs> an terrible. influencer. Um, but I, I feel like this is maybe where where beer is heading now that we've gone through the extremes. Because you know you had the 150 IBU IPAs a couple of years ago. Remember it was like the the IBU arms race, and then that kind of gave way to the no boil hop IPA and all the really smooth. You know, basically like drinking alcoholic five alive kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Which gave way to the pastry beers, you know, the 
the crazy stouts that are full of Twix bars and Oreo cookies and pixie sticks and shit, or, you know, the fruit puree sours and all that stuff. So we've gotten like to this extreme end and I feel like there's a course correction coming. Not completely. I mean, that stuff will still be there. You know, if yeah. if you want a, a Jamba juice, you can get a Jamba juice. Yeah. Well, th- that's, um, that's part of the thing that I love about doing this show is there's so much room for everything. It, it's it's fun to one week try the the Jamba Juice and then swing back and go okay now what if we go back to basics? Um, yeah, you know you can have your cranberry nut crunch fucking ale and then you can have your beer flavored beer. Right, but it, it's interesting to see a lot of these breweries and I mean Jack's Abbey specializes in doing this type of beer, right? That they, they that's their wheelhouse is a, a lager. So they'll they'll do all sorts of interesting stuff with it, but at the end of the day, it's it's a lockered beer, and they do it really really well. But I, I think a lot more breweries are kind of like swinging back in the opposite direction of let's see how crazy we can be. Now it's like, hey, you know, we we've sowed our wild oats. Let's uh, let's let's dial it back and and go back to basics and and just make something really nice and clean, right? And refreshing. To date myself breweries are going back to like an unplugged era, you know, where, you know, we, we've, we've plugged in, we've, we've gone as distorted as we can. Now let's see if we can kind of, let's see what we can do with a couple acoustic guitars. We, we've made our trans album. Uh, we, we bought Lionel trains uh, for our kid. Yeah. Let, let's see what we can do with a logger. Was that a Neil Young reference? It was. I'm impressed. I like Neil Young. I do too. <laughs> I know you haven't met my dad, but have you met my dad? <laughs> <laughs> I will digress and say I, I was not a big Neil Young fan until I listened to uh, Cocaine and Rhinestones. Nice. Yeah. Um, I went through a, a mini phase uh, a few years back. Um, I don't remember where I think it might've been on a TV show or something, but they used harvest in the soundtrack, the song harvest. Okay. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's a really good song. Oh, that sounds like Neil Young. Yep. It is. Okay. Let me go listen to harvest. And, you know, being my dad's kid, all I had to do was like, you know, go to his house and borrow it to burn it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, well, that's a terrible I believe, thing to do to your father. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I see Matt. Um, I know it's been a while, but burning a CD is a thing that we used to do five years ago uh, when we wanted to copy a CD. Wait, did you say been a while? It's been a while. Um, <laughs> that one never gets old. It's my one of my favorite bits. Um, yeah. Um, so it, yeah, me. I, I was I was this many years old because it was only like a year and a half ago, and it was always just a little too. Yeah, for me, you know, it was kind of a little, it, it wasn't that rock and roll for me. I just wasn't, I couldn't. Yeah, but Keep on Rocking in the Free World is like one of the rockinest tunes out there with its uh, one note guitar solo. That That's one song for like 60 years though. So like I never got to it, right? <laughs> right. But I was listening to Cocaine and Rhinestones and he was talking about uh, the Kershaw brothers who are the, the two Cajun dudes and Rusty Kershaw played on On the Beach. And the story he told about On the Beach was so wild that I was like, I have to listen to this <coughs> record. And it's fucking amazing. So that's my yeah. Neil Young story. Shout out to Cocaine and Rhinestones. I, I'm, I'm glad you shared it. Seen any uh, good movies lately, Matt? Good movies. Hmm. Hmm. I saw Mortal Kombat. <laughs> 
Yeah, I did too. I, I do yeah. a podcast about movies. I know you do, and I'm I'm chomping their flavor. Um, <laughs> so deeply because the Mortal Kombat episode drops next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> scooping them. Um, so I, I just like I th- I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, we don't have to spend too long on this, but, uh, you know, I, I've been playing Mortal Kombat since, uh, you know, the first arcade game I, I would go to, uh, oh shit, I'm blanking on the name of the comic book store, but it was in Macedon and they had Mortal Kombat in the arcade machine the cabinet. They only had one power outlet and they used it for Mortal Kombat. I'm impressed. <laughs> I think they had a couple other, uh, games in there, but I, I was spending all of my time at the Mortal Kombat, uh, cabinet. Um, but yeah, I've just basically like, I've been a Mortal Kombat fan for a really long time. I don't know if you ever knew that about me. I did not know that about you. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I'm watching the end of that movie and all I have to, I'm, you know, I'm not going to give like any spoilers for people that can't be bothered to watch a movie in a timely manner. Um, and, you know, want to feel like they can restrict my freedom of speech. But um, I'll just say that like, you know, Clearly, the version of Sub-Zero in that movie isn't the uh, version of Sub-Zero from uh, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. Because, <laughs> yeah, he uh, had that, uh, you know, pretty much unblockable uh, ice sword combo. <laughs> and clearly in the movie, <laughs> you know, not so much. Uh, who, who's your uh, go-to uh, Mortal Kombat character, Matt? Nerd alert. Um, what? Mine's the guy with the fire. The, the guy with the fire? He has the fire and the get over here! That guy. I like oh, him a lot. Oh, Scorpion? Oh, that yeah, that's jobber. That, jobber. That jobber. That punk. Yeah. Oh, oh, let me, let me, uh, let me play as the cheapest guy in the whole game, you fucking idiot. What? What, what makes him so cheap? <laughs> you dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest combat co- combo in video game history is the spear the, the pulling spear the guy uppercut over in the uppercut it's the best or or because th- you can switch it up sometimes you, you shoot the the harpoon and you pull them back and then you do the sweep thing and they go Wee! it's yeah. great but before that you know you you throw a couple of the spears and they start blocking them because they know it's coming but then you do the teleport to the other side of the screen spear them and then uppercut them you can teleport yeah, he has a thing where he jumps from like one side. He like jumps backwards off the screen and comes out the other side. So, how many times do I have to like push the C button as fast as I can for that to happen? <laughs> just, just keep trying. Just keep trying. Pretend it's uh, that part of Mortal. Uh, shit. Pretend it's that part of uh, Metal Gear Solid where Snake's being tortured. No, that what? that's just me. Wait. There's like two nerds out there that listen to this show that also played Metal Gear Solid, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that part." I remember the part in Metal Gear Solid where you put the controller down and it, it went across the floor. Oh, Psycho Mantis fight, yeah, yeah. And then he read what was over it was on your memory card. Mm-hmm. And then he he looked at you and went, "Kick punch, it's all in the mind." You want to test <laughs> somebody? Me? Had I'm Parappa. sure you'll find <laughs> somebody had Parappa the Rapper on their memory card. <laughs> That's all he played. That's all he played. It's a good one. I like that one. I tried to go back to it um, on PS4, but the uh, the version that they have on there, like the uh, the timing is fucked up. Well, that makes it unplayable. 
it is unplayable. <laughs> like y- you have to account for like HDMI lag. And that is extremely difficult to do. I have learned turn game mode on, on your TV. If you have that setting. Yeah. I, I haven't fucked around with it, but um, yeah. Cause I, I found I is... couldn't play the ultimate video game, John Madden football. Um, uh, I, I could not play that if I didn't turn game mode on. I gotcha. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm a person who got, you know, all the way through that game pretty, you know, easily uh, back in middle school and went back to it in college and had some fun with it. But trying to play it like a less than a year ago, like I was having trouble getting through the second level, um, which uh, which is my favorite level, the 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 learn to drive level. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like Master Onion is my favorite. I mean, it's a classic. Um it's Only a great, it- it's a great introduction to all the concepts, m- much in the same way that uh, Mario One One is like pretty much the perfect uh, first level of any video game. Teaches you everything you need to know. Um, can I admit something to you? What's that? You've never played Mario One One? No, I never got past the first level of Parappa the Rappa. You, <laughs> you stupid asshole! Kick, kick, well, punch. No, I was I couldn't. Turn and pose. That's the one that fucked me. I couldn't get it. Oh, I got you. I'm a person that can't pose. I come correct. I got you. Well, here I'll uh, I'll sing all the all of the songs for you um, from level two onward, and uh, and a one and a two and a ready set go. All right, we're here, just sitting in the car. I want you to show me if you can get far. Step on the gas. Step on the brake. I know that one from TikTok. Step People do very gas. gross videos with that one. Oh, really? I'll have to look it up. I'll have to install TikTok and look it up. Because do all it. of the ones lo- that I find, I just get referred to like from Reddit or some shit. You're going to lose your life to it. Don't do it. Okay, I won't. Don't do it. I will just. I, I will curate. Next time I find one, I will send it to you. The most horrible Fair one enough. I can find. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, Mortal Kombat's good. It was. It was fun. Yeah. Um, in the words of a good friend of mine, can you believe what they did for $55 million? It's incredible. With that yeah. small of a budget, that's what they did? That was a $55 million movie? Mm-hmm. I think that... Mm, how much was uh, the 95 Mortal Kombat for? Right, 20 like million, six. I feel like. It was not. That they. It was made tokens. It was literally made with Chuck E. Cheese tokens. I feel like that one had a pretty decent budget. I will say this. So like the, the new Liu Kang dude, like when I first uh, saw him come up on the screen, I was like, man, kind of, kind of a small guy. And then he took his shirt off (laughs) and I was like, holy shit. That man is carved out of marble. Yeah. My guy was ripped. Uh, 18 mil for that one. Oh, okay. So think about that. That's been, Close to 30 years. Yes. That many years. Um, And it's only, what, three times the budget? Yeah. I mean, inflation alone, like. Right. That has to be easily like $35 million now. Right. I don't know how inflation works. Just amazing. I don't know math, so. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it, it. Yeah. 
no, that's amazing. I had no idea that that movie was made that cheap. Right. I mean, you know, they, they saved a little bit on, on the writing, I guess. <laughs> Cause story's pretty dumb. What else um, do you need? But the, uh, the, uh, you know, effects and everything, um, the fights all, all pretty good. Yeah. That's all you need. Good effects. Yeah. Good fights. Yeah. Good night. Unless you ask all of the serious uh, Mortal Kombat YouTubers out there, they're very upset. Well, sometimes that's the way life goes. This is why you have the original medium. Go play that. Absolutely. Go write your fan fiction, put it up on AO3, and enjoy yourself. What are you searching my browser history, Matt? I I just have to look at you and know you have an AO3 profile. Uh, that's not actually a thing that's true about me. (laughs) (coughs) So folks, if you're playing two truths and a lie with McKenneth, file that one away. You know, uh, when I was, uh, uh, going through orientation at, I'm sorry. What? What did you say? No, go ahead. When I was going through orientation at work. During orientation at work, uh, we, we played two truths and a lie. <laughs> and uh, I forget what the two truths were, but my lie was that I'd got my uh, best friend's name tattooed on my ass uh, on a dare. Yeah. And it was actually, you know, everyone guessed correctly that that one was the lie. And when I explained, I was like, yeah, no, I did it because it was funny. <laughs> So I, I, I do have my best friend's name tattooed on my ass. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. And I guess by default, I, I, I also have my son's name tattooed on my ass because it's the same name. <laughs> that feels like an, a, a, a conflicting situation for planning down the line. Yeah. Well, I didn't know at the time that I would have a son and also name him Benjamin. <laughs> so <laughs> I figured that was a, a very unlikely scenario. <laughs> and Wait. believe me, during the final stages of, of you know, solidifying our name choice, it was a conversation. Yeah, because that first time you're like, <coughs> you know, when he can read. Why, when he's old enough to read, why is he going to see my ass? It doesn't take long. He knows his own name. That's fair enough. You know. Also, is it Benjamin? Is it the full knit? Does it take yes, up your it, like both I, sheets? I got I got Benjamin so that I could have little art, uh, little hearts uh, dotting the J and the I. Hmm. That makes sense. Yep. I. That is a, a massive tattoo that you got on your butt there. Eh, it's probably about like. Uh, I don't know, three inches across. <laughs> yeah. That's a great story. It is. I agree. Thank you for thank you for agreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking about what name would I get tattooed on my butt if I ever got a name tattooed on my butt. Hey, uh, you know, I can tell you Benjamin's a pretty good one. I, I've been, you know, satisfied. I've only it. known... I. I one Benjamin in my life, I think. Well, lucky. Um, he was kind of a roommate for a minute. 
Yeah, yeah. We we lived in the same room in, in college. Um, and his door faced directly to the door going into the hallway. Um, so one night he got you know drunk because it was college, mm-hmm. and he he kind of went into his bedroom and passed out in bed. Um, As you do. Yeah, and when you open the door, he was just laying on top of his blankets, feet facing the door. But one of his testicles fell out of his boxer shorts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did did you go to college with the same Ben that I went to college with? Because it sounds like the same Ben. So I opened the door to go to bed, and then the light shone over my shoulder and directly on his nut. That was just out. Like it was the staff of Ra? Basically, yes. <laughs> And that's uh, how he got that's how he got the nickname Roast Beef Nuts. Well, I'm I'm glad I finally uh, you know, uncovered the secret. Yeah. I believe he's now a geneticist in Australia. <laughs> uh. <laughs> With roast beef nuts. With roast beef nuts. That's fantastic. He's walking into a room, so- everybody. Everybody's like, roast beef. It was it was a thing. <laughs> uh, I could tell you the story about our other friend beads, but that's for another night. Oh, I, I don't know that I want to know if if the setup is his name is beads. <laughs> that that he, can only go so many ways. He ended up in a fairly well known hardcore band. Um, well, at least it was a hardcore band. And nominee for for PETA's sexiest vegan one year. Oh wow! Yeah. Yep. So there you go, Internet Sluice. Figure out who my old friend slash roommate was. Yes. Ben plus geneticist plus. Oh no! I mean the other guy, the hardcore guy. Oh, I'm yes. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I uh, see. I'm I'm in photos right now, trying to find the picture of my my butt tattoo. So I am. For who? 75% listening. For who? For you. For for This was not on the show prep sheet. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Neither was the story about me getting Benjamin tattooed on my ass. But there's you know, something beautiful about the fact that your son's name is Benjamin and you've got his full name tattooed across his your ass. That, that's <laughs> You know, life is a funny way. Life is a funny funny way. Thank you, Alanis. How are we doing with the uh, the Pilsner there, Matt? Uh, you know, I- I'm just about finished with it. You're done? Uh, have we been recording the show for more than five minutes? Would you fucking shotgun it? <laughs> no, but it was very tasty, so I drank it quickly. <laughs> we can at least pretend this is about tasting beer when you drink this, this stuff, man. No, this is episode 28, Matt, and people have caught on. If it weren't for the terrible noises, they'd never know we were drinking. <laughs> yes. Speaking of, I apologize for the running toilet noises in the last episode. If you heard them, uh, we had a fish tank in here that has since been moved. RIP all those fish. Like half. We had six. We're down to three. So exactly half. It was it was a whole thing. Like What what one of us learned here in this house was you can't just take tap water and put it in a fish tank. 
and and hope the fish live. Uh, was that you, Matt? It was not. Oh, well, good. You're not a fish killer. So there's a 66% chance that somebody else in the house. Fair enough. So when you take that 66% chance and you add my 33 and a third percent chance, and then you add that 75% chance, you have 133 and a third percent chance of us going and getting a beer right now. Fair enough. Uh, and bad news, Matt. Um, I can't find that picture in in photos. Well, that's so, a damn shame. Yeah. I'll just have to wait until the next time you and I get together. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's hit the bar and uh, find another beer in the in the cooler there. Let's do these. We're back from the bar, and uh, oh, we've got another beer here, and uh, I'm I'm ready to drink it. Matt, how about you? Sounds good to me. Oh, you know what? It's nine thirty. It's uh, it's time for my favorite show. Can you can you turn the uh, get the get the person to change the channel on the TV? Yep. Uh, young Sheldon, here we come. Mm, that that's not it. No, old Sheldon. No. no. You know what it is. Yeah, here we go. It's the Rompopil uh, Basimatic. No, it's the one on 622, man. Okay. Hey, can you throw that on 622? Yeah, I'll do that right in just one second. How are you here, buddy? Man, good pal. Thanks. No no problem. You guys need anything else while I'm up? Uh, uh, No, we're good. Okay, here we go, 622. Man, I'm so glad we got that intern. (laughs) And then we roll the thing. (laughs) That's right, everybody. It's uh, Law and Order, where (laughs) order is more like uh, a drink order and has nothing at all to do with the long-running crime procedural drama. Um, this week, we are going to take a look at the crazy beer laws in a couple of states, which is basically what the, the whole bit is. It's not a special circumstance. <laughs> you know what? Now that you've sold that so well, I can't wait to get into it. Let's get to it. Okay. So first, we're going go to go to Alabama. We're going to go on down to Alabama. We have to, huh? Yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm just, I'm, I'm going to read this. Okay. Uh, I forget what site I got this off of. Uh, apologies. Maybe I'll put, I'll, I'll send the Matt the link and I'll put it, he'll put it in the show notes. Sure, that'll uh, happen. We start off with one of the best ones. Beer and wine are not controlled by the state, but spirits are. On and off primer, premise... <laughs> On and off-premise liquor sales are limited to 2 a.m. on Sundays. Beer and wine can be sold in supermarkets, but spirits cannot. 
As stated above, alcohol can be served 24 hours unless, rest unless restricted by local ordinances. 26 of Alabama's 67 counties allow no al alcohol to be sold, though possession and consumption remains legal. So, like, almost half the state, you can't buy it, but you can own it? I can't think of anything else that that's like anywhere else. Right. Uh, here's the best part. There's a 6% ABV cap on beer sales. Bottles cannot exceed 16 ounces. So you cannot have anything over 6% ABV for beer. So that would kill this entire show. Yeah, we could not do this in Alabama. Uh, da, 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 da. Wine also faces a 14.9% ABV limit. So Jimmy can get wasted on some 40% ABV Jack Daniels, but can't get a good beer if it happens to exceed 6%. Uh, Homebrewing is also currently illegal in Alabama, though some homebrewers of that state are working to amend that. So that is why you don't see a lot of beers coming out of Alabama, I assume. Yeah, I, uh, well, I'm of two minds on that. I feel like you could take that as a challenge make something good under six abv which and we've just proven you can do yeah we didn't um, mention that that, that uh, jack's abbey pilsner was a 4.7 i'm just googling alabama breweries to see if there's any that i'm aware of i mean there's a lot of jokes that i could make right now but <laughs> none of them would make the cut Rocket, oh, this it's a bad sign when you look on Wikipedia and there's more closed breweries than open breweries in, in Alabama. So I suppose that's it, huh? Yikes, <coughs> just yikes. Yeah, so that that six percent thing is so like that's like some Utah shit. Yeah, that's it's actually, yeah, it's a little higher than Utah though, isn't it? Because Utah goes what four, five, four, nine, yeah. Um, and the laws there are wicked crazy, but. You know, illegal homebrewing. I mean, I don't think Utah even goes that far. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll, when we return to this bit at some point. Um, next up, we're going, uh, we're taking that midnight train all the way to Georgia. Yep. Birthplace of McKenneth Tyson Blue. Unfortunately. So, uh, sales are not controlled by the state. Uh, hours of sale are determined by the county. Beer uh, above 14% ABV is illegal. Uh, no Sunday off-premise sales. Certain areas, uh, public consumption is legal, but has the following limitations. This is the fun part. Uh, one drink on street. I've been waiting for it. <laughs> size no more than 16 ounces. Drinking from a can, bottle, or glass is prohibited. So I guess you have to use your hands. That scans that that makes sense. Hey, you know what's interesting? No. Or or was this the segue you were going for? Uh, no, because I actually did that before you told me what you picked up. So that's just a, a happy little accident. Oh, look at that! But we are going to do. A Georgia beer. And we are doing a Georgia beer. It is a six percent ABV, so it is it is still legal there. We are still street legal. Um, you know what? There's a lot of good beers. There's a lot of good breweries down there. Creature Comforts is there. Terrapin. 
I, I have stated on this show that there are some good things in Georgia. <laughs> you know, they're all in Atlanta. Great job. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose. Oh, well, no, Athens. Athens okay, is yeah. where the breweries are. It seems like that's a pretty hip town. Now yeah. where REM is from. Yep. And B-52s. Yeah. So um, like 50% good bands. So I don't like Sorry, REM. REM. Oh. I like REM. I saw them in Toronto. Cool. Yeah. Were they calling a cab or like what? No, they were playing a show at the, uh, back then, the Molson Amphitheater uh, before it became the uh, Budweiser Amphitheater. Aha. Uh-huh. You know, I shouldn't talk that terrible about REM because they were supposed to take the Minutemen out on a a tour at one point. Mm. But then I think that's when D. Boone died. Oh, that's unfortunate. So, so uh, Sweetwater made a beer. Yeah. And that's what we're going to drink. That's right. Grip it and Steve. riff. 420 strain G13 Holy IPA. Jesus Christ. That's what I said when I opened this can. Hey, man. Um, can I borrow? Can Are you holding a can of that sweet water? It, uh, it stings the nostrils. That is skunky. This aromatic, super hybrid, sticky IPA is first and foremost a phenomenally delicious and drinkable beer. Holy shit, is this a lot of copy. With the added bonus of an olfactory experience that mimics that of the legendary G13 cannabis strain. Oh. The IPA base brew has a great body, good head, and nice amount of haze and a pleasurable 6% ABV. To work with the mall of the bill... The brewers added some of their dankest hops, Columbus and Simcoe, plus two dry hop additions. To achieve the aroma, our brewers found the perfect botanically sourced strain-specific terpenes and married them with proprietary natural hemp-type flavor, both perfectly complementing the hops in the IPA. I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. I don't see a way that this could possibly taste good. Yeah, the the nose that came off of that makes me nervous. <laughs> this is... Um, we, have, we have talked about beers that... Uh, have a you know cannabis note uh before like if i walked by somebody drinking this beer i i would legitimately think they were holding so when you, when you describe note you think there's just like a whisper of it Th- this is very akin to like you know when you were a kid and you just slammed all your hands on the piano yeah that that's that's kind of the aroma you get off of this it it smells like a rush concert no this is <laughs> oh boy um, you know, when, when I was a kid, I went to, uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers show at the war memorial, uh, with my dad and his friend Dave. And, uh, was he there? <laughs> yes. Dave was there. Um, although at the time he was, uh, I think a daily weed smoker. So stupid. He may not joke. have been all there. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So <laughs> the, the, the smell of the weed in the air and the beer that the forty-year-old uh, dumped on me by mistake. This this beer is bringing back some memories. Let's let's, let's take a, a, a let's, slug, yeah. shall we? Hmm. You want to know what? Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Wonder Boy. Not. Not a bad wreck. Nice job, Wonder Boy. Doesn't taste like weed, so no. you can give it that. Um, 
Very dank. Allegedly. I, who knows? Who would know? Who who could say? Certainly not me. I'm a good boy. Who would know? It's been at least 10 years. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is, uh, this reminds me a lot of the, I know, take a drink because I'm about to say, it reminds me a lot of the beers you get out in San Diego. I feel like if there was a drinking game for the show, that would be one of the things. Does Matt compare if this to a beer in San Diego? to San Diego. Oh, Christ. Somebody cut this guy off. <laughs> this is the thing, though. Like, these are fairly low ABV for me. So it's like, I'm just having a good time. <laughs> like, like, I'm not feeling this shit at all at this point. No, this isn't bad. I, I didn't catch what the ABV was on it, but it's not. Uh, this one's a sixer. Yeah, it's not bad. No, not bad. I literally read that out loud, didn't I? Yes, you did. Eh. No retention. No retention. Head empty. Yeah, so this is uh, it's not bad. No, it's it's a nice bitter uh, West Coast tasting IPA. I don't know if, if I you... could do multiple. I probably could. But I'm a I'm a beast man who enjoys, you know, arrogant bastards <laughs> multiple in a given evening. Um, so, yeah, n- like, I mean, the the 420 that we did uh, by Sweetwater. Yeah. Um, like that one, it was pretty good for me. It, it wasn't like the best thing ever. I'm very happy we did it because that was our that's our best performing show. Um, Wonder Boy's but, got the magic touch. Wonder Boy's got the magic touch. Let, let's uh, let's make sure that we also name this one after a, a tenacious D song. <laughs> Do I, the other one was Wonder Boy and Young Nasty Man, right? Yeah, yeah. So so this one, uh, the the pick of destiny. I, I don't know. I'll um, find another Wonder Boy reference. Gotta Although that would actually be pretty good because we didn't know what we were going to get. And then we, we picked them and saw how it went. So these are the picks of destiny. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what we'll go with the picks of destiny. All right. Excellent. See, see now we've each got one. You, you got the black mass. I've got the pick of destiny. I like it. All right. Oh. Yeah. Get into it. Yeah. I'm already most of the way through this one. Like I enjoy it. Um, you know, the, the main note on it is, is that really bitter finish, uh, which I'm finding very nice. Um, but it does have like a little bit of a floral or fruity, uh, undercurrent in the middle there, uh, which is also nice. It's also just very smooth, um, and nice and dank. Like this, this one was legitimately right up my alley. Yeah, I, I had a feeling, you know, it was, this was one of those one for me, one for you kind of shopping trips. Because mm. um, I wanted I to give you about you. Yeah. I wanted to give you one that was right over the plate. Um, And then this one, I, I felt like we, we needed a good IPA and I didn't really want to go hazy again. God knows there were plenty of choices. Um, no, not at a, a local beer shop for craft beers 
it was almost going to be an equilibrium night. It was almost going to be this. It was almost going to be that. I had, um, what was the other one that I had in my hand? It was a, the, the Thin Man Italian Pilsner. Um, I don't, did we do the, um, did we do Dolo? The one from um, Fifth Frame? I don't think we did. No. Uh, um, we've only done um, the Schmoogee Minutes. That's Fifth Frame, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only fifth frame we've done is uh, Schmoogee Minutes with uh, whoever that was a collab with. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, if they do Dolo again, we'll have to get that. Because it's, it's another Pilsner, but it's an Italian Pilsner, so it's a little bit more, uh, it's a little bit more minerally um, and a lot more floral than, than what we had tonight. Imprint. Yes, imprint. Thank you. Yes, that was bugging me. As most things do. This feels like it's making my tongue thick. Hey, hey, man, does does your tongue feel thick, man? Like, I feel like I'm freaking out, man. Like, as I'm talking, I'm like, oh, there, that might, I, I hope it doesn't come across because in my head, I'm going, I feel like there's a lot happening in my mouth right now. I'm so glad I edit this because I know you would isolate that. <laughs> I am, um, yes, 100%. But yeah, I, I, I dig this. It's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else What else can you really say? <laughs> like, I, It's a good beer. And uh, Sweetwater apparently is uh, distributing to a lot more places. That's a thing we could say. Oh yeah, we could say that, couldn't we? Uh, it looks like Sweetwater is now available um, pretty much wherever beers are sold uh, yeah, locally we, here in the Rochester area. We uh, we don't need a a guy anymore. Yeah, yeah we, we don't need our Sweetwater plug anymore. Well, yeah. we we'll need keep, we'll we, we need him because Wonder Boy is great. He is a good guy. Um, but we don't need him to mule beer for us anymore. In fact, we can just buy him one. Yeah, I'm sure that his butthole appreciates it. <laughs> I'm very sorry, Wonder Boy. Um, I guess I am too, but you know, <laughs> you can't just leave a slider hanging out there for me. It's again, expect me not to swing at it. It's baseball season. That was a fat pitch. It was. Um, yeah. My my favorite part about this baseball season is my friend Brian giving me a running running tally via Twitter uh, about how good the Red Sox season could potentially be. Yeah, yeah. How's that going? Well, early in the season, it was like it's okay; it can still be one fifty nine and three. <laughs> I think it's still pretty fucking good, but. Uh, I haven't been paying as close attention to those tweets uh, lately, but everybody should follow uh, my friend, Brian. He's a very funny guy and he is one of the, uh, the Rochester Twitter darlings. I feel like at some point yeah, we just need to have him on the show. Place. Yeah. You should probably book him. Yeah. Local author. He gives uh, autographs out at Red Wings games. Generally, how many does he give out? I mean, I don't know. He's always offering it. Uh, 
but yeah, he is uh, at Brian underscore Ferris, uh, P-H-A-R-E-S. Check him out. He's fucking funny. He is. I, I would I would back that. I did. Yes, follow that him that was one of those Ben Kissel situations where I was like, you should follow my friend Brian. Oh, what's his handle? Just give me your fucking phone. <laughs> there. Now you follow him. Enjoy. There. This is good. Yeah. So McKenneth. Yes. That's my name. So, summer is coming. And the goose is getting fat. The goose is giving getting fat. Things are opening up. Yep. Um, and this week there has been a rash of concert announcements. Oh, nice. Everybody's getting back out on the road, getting out to it, starting to rock and roll in towns near you. Um, and I've gotten kind of wrapped up in the excitement. Oh, what what did you do? I bought my first post-COVID concert ticket. Awesome. What, what, what'd you get? Uh, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to see every time I die in the monkeys. On the, on the same show, same bill. Uh, it's it's going to be wild. So, I, I don't know if you know this, but there's only two of the monkeys left. It's Mickey Dolenz and it's uh, Mike Nesmith. Uh, there are still, well, the entire complement of every time I die. Um, one of whom is a professional wrestler. So, I can only assume they're going to kill and eat the monkeys in that show. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> I gotta say that that's a crazy bill. Um, I mean, that's like the that, that's like the Sepultura and Tom Jones show I'm going to in April of next year. The casino. Yeah. Yeah, you're out at Turning Stone for that one. Yeah, um, and, and then in uh, July of this year, I'm I'm seeing uh, Pantera and NSYNC. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, and um, ooh, uh, August. Uh, Beach Boys and Slipknot. You know what's interesting about that? What's that? I- I've heard because this, the, like I say, everybody's getting out on the road. Um, I've heard that what happens is they actually got Brian Wilson back to do a Beach Boys tour. He's doing double duty. He's actually playing the the trash cans at Slipknot this summer too. Oh, that's, I can't wait to see that. It, I'm almost as excited for that as I am for uh, BTS and the Insane Clown Posse. No. See, this is what I heard. I didn't. I heard Insane Cloud Posse had to drop off that tour. So now it's BTS and BTO. Oh, ooh. I um, mean that that's still going to be pretty good. Um, but I, I gotta admit, I'm I'm a little bit more excited for Wu Tang Clan and Paul Simon. Yeah, I think that's going to be good. Um, they, notoriously, they, they need people to bounce off of. Uh, the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, so I'm excited to see the the Bobby Digital and and Paul Simon duet that'll happen at the end. I think that'll be great. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it for me, it, it's down between that one and, and Mudvayne and ABBA. That's a big get for Mudvayne because they've been trying to, to kind of reconvene ABBA. Um, and they've been holding out for... for like, you know, Cannibal Corpse or, or one of the, the maybe like, you know, a Mayhem or one of the neo-Nazi death metal bands. So it's a big get for Mudvayne. They, they've been kind of out of the spotlight for a little bit. Um, so good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Oh, I, and then uh, in November, um, I, I've got uh, Shat with uh, Hetsune Miku. 
I was waiting for one of those to fucking pop you. <laughs> oh, there's only so long I can yes end before I have to go into that one. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, so so uh I'm driving to Bethlehem PA to go see the monkeys at a casino on their farewell tour. Um the fourth farewell tour. I, they're they're down two, so like there's really right. nothing left. Like they've got what their drummer and a guitarist left, and it, as luck would have it, yes, that that is exactly who it is. It's the drummer. It's make it's Mickey Dolenz and Mike Nesmith. Yeah, I mean, your mom must be very happy for you. So I was talking to her last night about this, and bless her. The the, the conversation went like this: like, hey, I, I'm going to go see the monkeys in in Pennsylvania. Um, oh, good. It just hasn't been the same Matthew Matthew Donald ever since my Davy died. And she, she's like, the monkeys are still out there. They're they're still doing stuff. It's like, yeah, they this is their their farewell tour. They just they they just keep dying. <laughs> um, they sure do. Because it's that's true. The one thing those monkeys are really good at is dropping dead. Those <laughs> fucking old bastard shit. It's- Davy's heart exploded and. I think Peter had cancer and like over the course of the pandemic, I've been watching the, cause little known fact about me, big monkeys fan, um, big Mike Nesmith fan. And he has this, this Facebook like book club that he does where every week he talks about, you know, whatever novel. And over the last year I've watched him decline into like, he looks like Mike Nesmith, like 10 minutes before he turns into the Crypt Keeper. Um, so like the last couple times they wheeled out uh, Dick Clark for the countdown. Yeah, he's getting there. He, he, you know how you get to a certain age and you just look like a screaming skull. Um, yeah, like Prince Prince Andrew. Yeah, he's 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 heading into F- Prince Philip territory. <laughs> like, um, so I'm like, yeah, this is definitely the farewell tour because he's he's turning eighty, and there's no way you can just keep wheeling him out on a stage at eighty. Yeah. So no, I, I got to go see him. I, I was lucky enough to see Paul McCartney before uh, he looked at the painting in his attic. <laughs> and now he just looks like, like, <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck happened to Paul McCartney. Like he looked like he was like, you know, 50 until he was 80. And then just all of a sudden, like all of that, all of those miles caught up with him all at once. Holy shit. And now he just looks like, um, you know, Ellen Burstyn in Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> That's kind of. <coughs> yeah. Uh, and, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that last montage when you see how good everybody's the, the happy ending. Yeah. Where everything turns out okay for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That the carrot juice dye job is really something. It's, uh, Paul, you're 80. It's fine. Let it go gray. It's fine. Hey, you know, I just, uh, you know, uh, no, that, that was not a good Paul McCartney. <laughs> it's like you're in the same room with them. <laughs> Fuck off. I, 
that was very uh, in the moment and I was not prepared. There's an entire island of people waiting for you to land there so they can kick the shit out of you. <laughs> I'm I'm ready and waiting because <laughs> like so I, James James has told me this like I I have this ability to piss people off and immediately redeem myself. So I'll just I'll I'll find a way. I, I'm like it's, life. I'll find a way. It's true. It's one of the reasons I love you. You you <laughs> You're infuriating and endearing all at the same time. It's Aww. lovely. Thanks, man. I like you too. Yeah. You're you're yeah. tolerable. I appreciate that. So yeah, and then we're gonna go see every time I die in a parking lot in Worcester, Mass. Fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. James and Josh are gonna go. I think. Ooh. Yeah. You guys should do like a remote thing. We may just. We may just because we were talking about possibly stopping at the tree house. Mm. So. That would be fun. Yeah. And the next time you guys go to Wolfboro, you got to check out those uh, breweries in uh, Tilton and uh, Franklin. And we'll have to do a, a tribute to my daddy show. Yeah. If I can bring stuff home, I totally will. And we'll do a, a tribute to Mr. Blue. I mean, I know that the Tilton place has uh, pint cans. Uh, the Franklin place has crawlers. So ah, both should, travel. Yeah. We should be good. We could do that in person when we get back. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be for, yeah. Let's do that. Because we are a month away from the annual trip to New England. Well, that would be, be up great. in the the Portland, New Hampshire area. If you remember, last summer I came home with a whole bag full of goodies. I'll do the same this year. Yeah, I might actually French you some cash. <laughs> Front you. No, I might actually give you some cash to pick me up a, a shirt from from Vulgar in in Franklin because they've got a really cool logo. All right. I forget what the name of the other place is off the top of my head and the one in Tilton, but uh, yeah, I can um, find out shortly. Yeah, do the uh, the the uh, the fact checker special. Well, we want to give them their due. Yeah, I don't know why I said it like that, but I did. Because you're looking uh, at your phone. Kettlehead. Kettlehead. Yes, that is it. Yeah, James uh, said that they were really good. So I'm 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 doubly excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's <laughs> this part's for James. I'm I'm very sure they've got some some good beers. They've got some good beers, don't they? There, there, there's an angle so you can see the photo he sent me. Yeah. It's an IPA. Uh, you can tell because it looks like orange juice. And a can glass, which is a thing you enjoy. I really enjoy can glasses. You know what I found out is they make ones that are like the size of a 16-ounce glass. Is that right? Yeah. So I guess they're just taller and thinner than the ones that we use. Um, but I enjoy that. I enjoy a can glass so much. Future, uh, future merch opportunity. That's what I'm thinking. So it's feeling this, like this beer is making me sleepy. <laughs> All right, grandpa. Uh, well, in that case, I feel like it's as good a time as any to, uh, to close out the old tabber and uh, promote the tabber. The, the, yeah. I, I don't know. I was what tabber are ours? <sighs> Christ. This is the, the life that I've chosen to lead. Um, 
McKenna, can you put me to bed? Oh. Lullaby. And McKenna, I sleep you now. All right. While Matt's sleeping, um, I will promote our socials. Um, I, uh, our show is at Beer Reviewed JNL on Twitter, at Beer Reviewed Journal on Instagram. Um, he's at Dreaded Matt. I'm at McKenneth Blue on uh, I'm at both Sleepiest of those. Boy on Twitter. Matt's <laughs> the Sleepiest Boy on Twitter. Um, and you know what? We've we've had a few uh, breweries follow us in the last uh, few weeks here. Um, hey, you know what? Maybe send us some stuff and we'll talk about it. Or invite us to your brewery <laughs> to talk about things. <laughs> We're fun guys. You've just oh, listened Jesus to us talk Christ. for like an hour and 10 minutes or so. Please like us. I feel like after you say that, we should be sending them things. <laughs> uh, thanks as, uh, thanks as always to Erling for the use of our song. I feel good as the intro and outro of our show. And from all of us here at the beer review journal, you know what? Go ahead and do it. Just try everything. Try it all. <laughs> I'm an important British actor. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. Cheerio!